Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. Ankle Pickers, welcome back. I'm juiced up from that title fight last night, the Volk Ortega in particular. We've got the usual cast of characters here for our dot five episodes, set into some spreads. Johnny Walker, Tiago Santos, headlining UFC Fight Night 38 back in the Apex. Boys, how are we feeling? Damn good. Another green weekend for the boys. Dude, I was I I was I won't say I was struggling early, but it did come down to Volk if it was green or not. Um, and it ended up being very green. That's how confident we were in Volky. But yeah, oh my God. I mean, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that's one of the best featherweight title fights I've ever seen. Definitely, definitely. I mean, there were points for both of them where it could end it. It was a lot of fun. Dude, were you were you as scared as I was on that mounted guillotine? A little bit. I was as, as crazy as it was. I was even more scared for the triangle. Really? Just because he could have sw- tr- transitioned to the armbar and might have been a little different. But yeah, Bullock said that the guillotine was much closer to finishing him then. So I, I when I saw that guillotine, once I saw that he stepped over in a mount, I was like, oh man, that there goes all the work. We're fucked. But no, pro- dude, it, it Volk stayed calm even though everything was on, on at stake. And just wow, what a what a phenomenal night of fights. Robbie Lawler got the job done. I mean, like, I it took me four hours after the card ended to actually rev down enough to be able to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, we will recap more in-depth later in the week. We're coming at you Sunday evening here as per usual for set spread. So let's get into some set spread setting. As mentioned, we've got a special guest on the main episode this week, Bruce Buffer, the guy who gets the juices flowing Every pay-per-view event will be joining us. We're stoked to have him. Keep your eye out for that. And until then, let's let's jump right in here. Reese has a commanding 15-13 lead in set the spread on the year. We're getting close. I, I know we keep talking it down like we only have X amount left. We actually only have X amount left. X minus one after this episode. So, DK, get on your horse. Let's do some catch-up. Yeah, the X going to give it to you. <laughs> X going to um, give it to you. Women's Bantamweight bout, Aspen Ladd and Macy Chiesen. Reese, coming off last week's win, why don't you lead things off for us? So, here, here's the thing. And again, this is just, as always, when I'm get, trying to book this line here, you got to take you with a grain of salt and, and go easy on me if I'm way off. The thing is, I, I've always personally thought Aspen Ladd was, you know, probably someone – similar to Aldana that they're grooming that they think can really fight. I mean, she beat Tanya Evinger who has held belts on the promotions. She she's beat. I mean, she demolished Kunis Kai, which I know where we were talking during that fight that, uh, or no, we, that Kunis Kai's most recent fight. It wasn't this fight that, that, you know, she's not where we thought she might be. I, the one big takeaway from Aspen lad is that drain demand me lost drain eh, Jermaine Durand me lost. She came in, though, and this is what was so shocking, that Aspen Ladd came in as the favorite against Jermaine Durandamy, who was, you know, in the title mix at that time. So that's something that already I'm telling you that 
Aston Ladd's got to be the favorite here. On the other side, you got Macy Chison, who was, I believe, and, and I'm, I have her topology. Yeah, she won the Ultimate Fighter that year, uh, and, and she's beaten the likes of uh, Kianzad, who we just saw last week, um, Sarah Marais, Ultimate Fighter alum. Uh, and so her resume isn't as peppered as Aspen Ladd's, but it there are high-quality names on the list. The thing is, the biggest takeaway for me, though, is Lena Landsberg lost. I, I know it was a while ago, and, and Aspen Ladd's had a layoff. I don't know what the reasoning was. But experience, I, I always lean towards. So that's going to even bump my favorite up that much more. I'm going to go Aspen Ladd minus 170. Macy Chison plus 150. And I, I think at that uh, that uh, and Danny, that might defy the dogger pass logic. That's that line seems like I might hit the favorite, but 170, 150. I kind of think, Reese, that you served this one up to me on a platter Gosh. just with that last sentence of what you said there. Um, I, I, I see it very similar to you. I think that Lad's going to be favored here. Um, I was really just kind of jostling in my brain with what the number is, but if you're comfortable playing that 170, let me let me hit a 180. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I play the 170, so I might have tipped my hand a little bit. 200, lad, DK's all over it. Reese, it actually opened 250 on 9-5, so that was, what, three weeks ago? Yep, I did go low. Because at 250, or at 200 even, like, them were talking back in Dogger Pass territory. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yep, the other side of that's 170 for Macy there. DK's taking the first point. Second fight of the main card. We've got a middleweight bout, Misha Serkinov and Christoph Joko. DK, go for it. Yeah, this is an interesting one to put a number on just because I have so many question marks about both these guys. Misha is a, a kind of a win one, lose one kind of guy, and at least in the past, what, four years. Um, and that includes the loss to Ryan Spann in his, in his last time out, which – I don't think looks great. We were talking a lot of crap about Florida's MMA last week. Uh, so I imagine Jocko's going to be a slight favorite here. Just kind of ha- being three and one in his last four looks a lot better than Misha's last couple. And Sean Strickland, lo- that, that Sean Strickland loss is aging pretty well. Um, I don't think it's going to be too big. Uh, I'm going to have Jocko favored minus 145. And I think that'll be a, a, a pretty close fight. See, I, I think that me and you both have questions that need to be answered, but my big difference is it's way more on the Misha side. I, I the just we just saw how poorly that Ryan Span loss aged. Uh, the Johnny Walker loss has not aged. I know he's headlining this card, but that's more of an excitement factor more than a, someone who's really going to compete for gold here. You know, it, the win one, lose one is the most accurate thing I've ever heard when it comes like a Misha Serkinov. Like, it's like he, he, he goes out there and he beats the Kutalabas and the Jimmy Crutes and he goes out there and loses to Ryan Span. So, you know, MMA math doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go higher than you. I think Jocko has one of the better resumes top to bottom for being in middleweight. Middleweight always is a the lower end of middleweight always is very shallow. 
And even still, like David Branch, I know he's re- retired or, or gone, but that, at the time, 2017, that's a good, you know, that's that's not a, a bad loss. I mean, David Branch was a contender for a while. Brad Tavares, obviously, as tough as they come, still ranked. So I, I think I, I'm going to go much higher than you. What did you have? You said 35? I said 45. 45? I, I'm going to go higher than that. I'm going to go 65. I'm going to go uh, Jocko minus 60, 165. Circonov plus 145 and even there I think Jocko might be the play are you nervous at all with with this fight happening at middleweight and um, Misha not having fought at not light heavy in Uh, the only way that worries me is we need to see how the scale goes if he if he misses weight and and comes in at like 91 like okay yeah I that now I'm very terrified Uh, but Assuming that he's going to get all the way down to, to 185 and not be totally drained, it, it doesn't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. I, always kind, I always kind of thought personally, like, I know he's 6'3", but, like, I always felt like he could he could maybe have the build similar to a middleweight. Need Costa, Parker. Huh? Go. No, I was going to say, if Paulo Costa makes 85, Serkinov should be able to make 85. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> Paul goes should be funny to have you. No joke. <laughs> we need we need Parker on the ones and twos for a ding 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 at minus one sixty five joke code. Oh, I thought Danny got it for a second. Let's fucking go. One one. I'm clipping at those heels, Danny. Third fight of the main card: welterweight bout, Cowboy Oliveira and Nico Price, new father. Nico Price just had a kid. What? This week, last week, somewhere in there. Congrats to him. Yeah. So if this was you, uh, Country Club, I, I imagine that you're going to be betting Nico Price just on that factor. And I know Parker loves to bet that shit. You find out that someone's uncle's niece's nephew's second cousin. Life event, de- life event bets. The, the life event <laughs> the- bet. Unfortunately for, for me, the life event bet might not get it done. I mean – I dude, this Alex Oliveira is a guy that it's like there's there there has been points in his career where I was like this guy actually is a a ranked lightweight or or welterweight type fighter. I mean, I, I see him in the middle of the pack. That was back when he was beating like Ryan LaFlair, Carlos Condit, Tim Means, something whatever. Nowadays, it's like I put respect on his name, and I don't know why he's getting choked out standing with one arm by Randy Brown, you know. And it's, it's he's losing to Mike Perry. It's getting harder and harder to back him. But then you look at Nico Bryce on the other side, and he's getting cartwheeled kick by Michelle Pereira and drawing to Donald Cerrone, who actually can't beat anybody right now. His, his only knockout or his only win in the last couple of years is James Vick. And that, I and mean, we know what the glass chin that guy has. So I, uh, I actually am just going to be openly honest here. And I think this is going to be Danny's point. I don't know which side to go. I think either side, you can make a claim to not bet. Um, I'm going to lean. Oliveira, I, I guess I don't feel good about it at all. I'm going to go minus one twenty five. I, I just, I think Nico Price, like, you look at that record and you see that Donald Cerrone, no contest or the majority draw. You see the uh, 
Michelle Pereira. It's like, I, I don't feel, I mean, I don't, I mean, Michelle Pereira is talented. I don't want to disregard that, but I just remember that fight being way more lopsided than I really thought it might be. I don't know. I, I think I actually just psyched myself out. I kind of want to go Nico Price now, but I'm just going to stick with it. Alex Oliveira minus 125. Stick with the guns. I see it very similarly to you in that there's just so many question marks here. Both these guys, way too tough for their own good. Tons of mileage. Um, kind of just shocking moments at times recently when they've been in there just lacking defense. But I am going to favor Nico just slightly. Just younger guy. I, I see the mileage with Olivera having a good like 10, 15 more fights than him. And like, like I just said, they're two guys that are too tough for their own good. The mileage we talk about Alex Oliveira's experience, but I think it's actually going to be a detriment, at least in, in this firefight. And I'm going to lean that the line is, is, is Nico Price's direction. I'm going to go 120. Yeah, I messed up. Nico Price. But yeah, tons of question marks. Don't yeah, feel no, super up. comfortable I'm about laying either side. Opened 110 both ways on 9-5. Since then, it's done a little bit of back and forth. Today, it's minus 140, Nico Price, DK point. Yeah, I I knew it. Once I said it, once I gave my reasoning on why, like I didn't want to bet either of them, but once I really went through it, I'm like, what? Neither of these guys should ever be the favorite. But, which, by the way, for those listeners who are waiting for fights to come this Saturday and want to watch a, good, a gross one, watch Alex Oliveira versus Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson throws a, a 12-6 elbow from the guard, and I've never seen someone get split open so fast and so horrible so quickly. I mean, picture this. The ref called it via TKO the second it split open. Well, he wasn't knocked out or nothing. Just it, it was it, – we've seen enough. It was it was gross. Like a coconut. Bingo. 2-1, Dank Wagers. Middleweight bout is the co-main, Kevin Holland and Kyle Dawkins. DK, lead things off. This one I'm a little sketched out about setting a line for because I, I, I as well as Reese, as well as a lot of listeners, we've been fading Kevin Holland for a minute ever since he kind of made that surge of fighter of the year and was talking about like potentially fighting Izzy and just jumping up the rankings it was pretty obvious how many holes he had specifically in his grappling. And I think that Kyle has all the tools to exploit that here. But like I said, this was a guy who just a year ago, we were not even a year ago, we were talking about as fighter of the year, um, breakout fighter of the year, uh, like five fight win streak. There's no way Holland's not favored here, but it is, it, it, the, I, I just don't know where to set my number because I love Dawkins in this. I'm going to go Kevin Holland minus 180, and I already hate it. And I'm probably going to be betting Dalkus. Yeah, no. So the thing that I love is I would have said 80. I would have said maybe even minus 200 before Kevin Holland kind of got exposed like he has recently. Like, really, Derek Brunson did him dirty, and, and then Marvin Vittori just followed suit. You know, I look at a guy like Kyle Dawkins who survived, and I know that doesn't sound like an accomplishment, but it really is. Is he, he survived against Brendan Allen on short notice? And I remember all well, the second that happened, I kept an eye on. Him. Okay, so 
He survived against Phil Hawes, just a, a guy who both those guys have phenomenal pressure wrestling. Phil Hawes finally coming into form there. He, he gassed out early, but, but Brennan Allen, obviously we speak so highly of him on the show. I am with you. I'm on Dawkins all the way. I am with you. I don't think Dawkins can be a favorite here, at least yet. But I think that a lot of people are finally coming around to what we've been saying before the Brunson fight in that Kevin Holland is very exposable. He, he, I mean, he, he, he lost to Darren Stewart. He admitted it. I mean, it didn't actually happen, but you know, I, I think Dawkins is more than capable of winning this. I think you'll see it on both of our cards this weekend, but I think the line's lower. And I think it's because people understand that anyone betting this really in advance, they're like, yo, Kevin Holland, Dawkins is going to put this man for a ride. My guess is Vegas opened it pretty high. And it's, it's steamed down. I'm going to go uh, Kevin Holland minus 130 plus 110. Because, Dan, I, I think about it this way. If – I know because we both have such a strong feeling that there's no way we get a line that makes us lick our chops. There's just no way because we would have to pause in place, and those are rare. Few and far between. I, I think it's be one thirty, and I think, yeah, I, I think it opened much higher for Holland's side. But I think people are aware. Reese is going to get the point here, but it's pretty close. Minus one fifty Holland after opening oh, one ten both ways. I mm. barely edged it. One ten each way. It opened one ten wow. each way. You got the steam the wrong and it's direction. Moving, wow. And it's moving Holland. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm. I. Mm. Wow. I am on Vegas's side there. I, I think I that was a misread for me. I'm shocked people who would be on Holland are betting it this early in the week, but wow. Very curious. Yeah. Hey, Dan, I think that actually might be – what's the highest it's been, Kobe? Do you have the line trajectory in front of you? Uh, is get it pretty quick here. Is 150 right now the highest it's been? Yeah, it, so it opened minus 110, and pretty yeah. almost immediately it got to 150, and it's been right out about 150. Okay. Like, it's, it's jostled between 145 and 55. All right, yeah, Dan, I actually think that this is worth maybe placing half now, half later, if it's going to hit your card. I don't know what – I know we haven't done any tape. Yeah, no, I think it will, though. But yeah, I, that, that's pretty – that's a that's one that I'm sh- – I, that's interesting. Okay, I, I think Dawkins is going to be able to get it done. 2-2. Two, two. We got the okay. – Main event light heavyweight bout between Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker. I think Dan and I need to make a pat. One of us goes on the five, one of us goes on the zero, so that we can't tie. <laughs> then, because I'm I cool with that. I feel a tie coming. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Reese, start this tie up. You first. Okay. Tiago Santos is favored. I, I, I will. I mean, I am very adamant about that. That is something that has not crossed my mind when I'm looking at this. And again, like you guys are probably like, oh, you're being a little harsh on Johnny Walker. He's taking a year off. He's he showed bits and pieces. Look, 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 look. the guy's exciting as all hell. He 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 has weird power for his length. I I love the guy, but I I think Santos uh, will be able to land pretty clean. And, and unless we see a totally different Johnny Walker defensively it'll be a quick evening for Santos. Now I also don't want to put a two in front of it. And I really, I, I, I'm thinking about it because of the, of the recent slide out of Santos since that John Jones loss. But like 
dude, if, if, if he's, if he's going the distance and he's, he's against Rakic, who I think Rakic disposes of Johnny Walker. Um, I mean, Santos was barely the dog against Rakic. I, 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 I just, I'm trying to translate it in MMA math. So I'll go on the five, Dan, you can go on the zero. I'm going to go Moretta, Tiago, Santos, minus 165. And basically, you're going to pick 170, 160, and it's going to send us off in the sunset because that feels like a very good line. To me. It does feel like a good line. <laughs> um, it, that'd be a line that I would struggle to place. But I – it, and here's why I'm struggling so so hard is because, like you mentioned, the three-fight skid that Tiago's on, including that John Jones fight, he hasn't won in over two years. And, and he didn't look particularly great against Rakic either. Um, I, I got to ask you a question out quick. Who do you think, in theory, and I don't want to give anything away just to backdoor myself, but who do you think the public has a better opinion on? A guy who people think beat John Jones and then dropped one to the guy who's fighting for the title next and then Rakic, who's right there. Or the guy that people said, oh, my God, this guy's next. He's a beast. And then dropped two questionable ones in a row. So I'm going to use a little bit of your strategy from the last fight against you. Um, the people that are placing these bets early right now, yeah. I think that they're – putting more weight in the split decision Tiago had over the like, will they, won't they could be maybe a matchup for John Jones that he might not like. And then he got starched by Corey Anderson, who is not holding golden Bellator right now. So I'm going to go above you. I'm going to do the 170. Yeah. And I'm not comfortable about it, but I think Uh, that it's going to be it because I, it, especially with how low people are right now on SBG Ireland. Like it, it used to be where if you trained with Connor, you got yourself a nice 20, 15 point boost. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's completely gone. Maybe even no, swung the other direction. And I'm not going to lie to you. Unless it's 75 or maybe 80, I would be very surprised if we didn't hear a ding ding for one of us. I mean, this line feels so right. Like if, Let's just put it this way. If, if Walker is somehow the favorite or, or – No, Walker crazy, won't be a favorite. But it, yeah, There's no way. I, I'm saying that, that I pause in place instantly because if I was Vegas, it is coming in at 65, 70, maybe 75. I should have gone a little higher. All right, Kobe, rip the Band-Aid off. So I'm going to say this very carefully. Reese called the ding, 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 but it's for Danny. No! <laughs> 170. Oh. Poha! Reese has disappeared from the camera. He's fallen and he can't get up. <laughs> Life alert. <laughs> He's in Surrender Cobra. Dude, I literally <laughs> knew it. And then I was thinking, like, when I said 65, I was thinking as Danny was giving, like, his reasoning, I was like, I would probably lay this at 70. I might even lay this at 75. I wouldn't lay 80. I should have gone 70. And I went 65 like an idiot. Oh. Man, that was fun. Oh, the damn bargaining agreement. <laughs> Walk off, ding, ding, dinger for uh, dank wagers. Wow. That pull within one again? Pulls God, within I love one. it. Ew. Staying right on your heels. Don't get comfortable. If I lose this season, you hear the footsteps. If I lose, Reese hasn't had a, 
Reese hasn't had a deficit all year. No, if I, I here's the footsteps. It's the epitome of a March Madness game where someone is winning until the buzzer beater at the end. Like I, I will not allow this to happen. Holy shit! I'm coming. All Don't right. call me Jalen Suggs yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got for set the spread. We mentioned it at the top of this. We mentioned it last week. We've got Bruce Buffer on. Can't wait for that. That'll be part of our main episode later this week. So in advance, it's going to be a little bit of a longer one, I'm sure. Uh, plus, we got to recap 266 and tape and preview fight night, UFC fight night 38 here. Um, with I, that. Yeah, I have something to add, though. Go for also, it. to you listeners, we've been getting a lot of upticks recently in our listening. If you have a question, Send us a DM on, on, on Twitter. We, we look at the DMs, and if you have a question, we, we are coming up with questions right now that we're, we're going to ask our, our guests and, and then also guests who come on the show future. If you have a question that you've been pondering that you're like, man, I wish I had an opportunity to talk to a guy like Bruce or some of our past guests, shoot us a, a, a DM. Let us know that this is your question, and, and we might pick it to either be our, our uh, audience question of the week or we might just – take it outright and and use it and you can hear your question get asked live to bruce buffer so that that's something that the dms are always open at ankle pick pod on twitter wherever you get your socials dk you want to sign us out (laughs) thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.